Hey there, Warriors. What's up? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 340. So today we just announced the winner of our latest giveaway, and this month it was one of my favorite survival rifles, the Henry Arms AR-7 survival rifle. Now, while the AR-7 is one of my favorites, it's not the only weapon I suggest when it comes to self-reliance and self-protection. In fact, this week I'm going to share with you five different guns for five different survival scenarios. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you have to do is go on over to www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 340 and you can download it all absolutely free. And now, let's jump into the show. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, welcome back, Warriors. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com. And okay, I've got guns. I got lots of guns. And for the most part, I'm a fan of having multiple firearms for different scenarios when it comes to survival because there are so many different scenarios that you could find yourself in. You know, are you going to be surviving in place in an urban area? Will the threat be robberies on the street or home invasion by looters? Or are you going to be in a more longer term bug out evacuation somewhere trying to maybe stay off the grid? Maybe you're in the wilderness somewhere. Maybe getting food is a bigger concern for you than bands of looters. So look, a bullet is a bullet. And that same tiny round that can maybe bag a bird can still make it a very bad day for a bad guy trying to come through your home's window. But of course, it's always best to choose the right weapon for the right job, right? Okay, so so let me share with you five different scenarios that you could find yourself in depending upon where you live and how you respond to a crisis. And then let me give you my top pick for a firearm that would work best for you under these conditions. Now, before we get started, I want to point out a couple of things here. So number one, what I'll be sharing with you is going to be my number one pick only. So for my recommendation, it's going to be for someone who comes to me and says, hey, Jeff, if if I could only have one firearm for this one scenario, what would you suggest? So personally, I have multiple options for each of these scenarios. And what I personally use may be slightly different in a few of these areas. But what I'm going to give you is the best general information to get you started. Another great book, if you're looking for other options out there, is from a friend of mine who has a survival firearms book, and you can go check that out. There's a website over at www.bugoutgunsbook.com. So if you're looking for more choices, that's a, that's a really good thing. And he has a completely different take on things from a different angle, from different experiences me. So um, anyway, bugoutgunsbook.com if you want to check that out. All right. So the second thing I wanted to share with you is that I am a gun-buying junkie. So if you have something that you think is a better fit for each one of these scenarios, I'd love to hear your number one pick. All you have to do is go on over and leave a comment on our blog over at warriorlife.com where you see this episode, or you can go to warriorlifepodcast.com and that'll bring you straight to the location on our blog where our podcasts are. And um, I'd love to hear from you and what your number one pick for these would be, okay? All right, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? So first of all, the five scenario, uh, survival scenarios that I think are the most common that you might find yourself in are number one, a shelter in place scenario where you're able to stay in your home for the crisis. Uh, number two is a forced evacuation bug out where you're living outside of your home for a short duration on your way to a safer plan B retreat. 
The third scenario is a longer term collapse where a lot of people choose to go kind of like off the grid somewhere that is wild and remote, maybe off into the wilderness and far away from other people where during a longer term collapse, we know that people are going to become more and more chaotic and, and unruly during a longer term collapse. So a lot of people just want to go someplace far and far away from other people. Uh, the fourth scenario is kind of more of like an urban jungle scenario, urban survival, where you're either living in or you're commuting around a populated area where there could be a lot of other people around you. And then the fifth scenario is as part of a survival group. So you're part of a team of like-minded people who band together to create more security for the group. And this can be in any environment, whether it's rural or more urban. All right. All right. So let me go ahead and give you my number one choice for each of these scenarios. And first off, we have the shelter in place scenario. The threat here is going to mostly be from other people. So it's going to be home invaders that are trying to get into your place for for resources. It could be civil unrest that's happening due to protests or mobs that are looting out there. Or it could just be protests that have gone gone bad if if it's a scenario where people are, are upset because they're not getting taken care of, they're not getting food from the government or the, whatever is happening, those, those protests can get really violent very quickly, okay? And then also, of course, there are looters that could be going around in bands and they might possibly be in larger groups, there's safety in their numbers. So those are the threats that you could possibly face inside of this kind of a scenario here. So the firearm that I, I suggest for people in this type of a, of a scenario is a 20-gauge semi-automatic shotgun. So why is that? Well, number one is stopping power. So a shotgun is going to have more, more stopping power than like a rifle, like an AR or a pistol that is out there. You really can't beat a shotgun for that kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying that rifles don't have good stopping power, but... A semi-automatic shotgun, a 20-gauge especially, um, I'm going to tell you why 20-gauge, but a shotgun has amazing stopping power, super, super powerful, okay? Now, why a tw do I say a 20-gauge when most people are out there sporting a 12-gauge? Well, first of all, 20-gauge has lower recoil than a 12-gauge. It still has amazing stopping power. It's much better than even like a rifle. So you still get all of that mad stopping power but it's much lower recoil than a 12 gauge is. And you can also typically put in more rounds into the weapon itself. It's also, um, so the reason why I say say the, the lower recoil, first of all, it helps you get second shots down faster. Um, it's more easily handled by smaller stature people. So maybe if you're a big tough guy out there, but you go down, you get shot or you become unconscious, you might have a, uh, there might be a woman of smaller stature or even a child that would be able to handle a 20-gauge much better than a 12-gauge. Same thing goes for if it is a pump shotgun versus a semi-automatic. I say that get a semi-automatic, especially in a shelter-in-place scenario. It'll be outside of the elements, so it will still be reliable. Semi-automatics, they used to frown on them back in the day because they weren't as reliable and... Uh, 12 gauge, you know, having a pump shotgun, I'm sorry, having a pump shotgun was always reliable because you're the one who's chambering in the next round there and not the weapon itself. Um, but a semi-automatic shotgun is going to be easier to maintain. It's going to be able, able to, ease, it's going to be easier to get that next round in, pull that trigger, especially for somebody that may have a shorter reach and not able to operate a pump action shotgun, especially somebody that's not as familiar with the weapons. Whereas somebody like a child or somebody of smaller stature 
older or whatever can pick that shotgun up and doesn't have to know how to pump it or anything like that. They can just pull the trigger for however many rounds are inside of there, okay? Um, another reason why I like the shotgun is that you have a choice of ammunition here. So for close in, like for somebody trying, like if you've got people trying to get through your front door and they're like banging on it with a sledgehammer, like they're intent on getting in, then a slug for close in work is going to most likely go through that door before they get inside there. If you if they do breach your your home and they breach that door and they get inside, even if you shoot somebody with a slug or any other type of a shotgun shell, uh, they now they, they've already breached it there. Whereas if you can shoot through that gun and now you have the choice there to be able to get out of there and and you know get while the getting's good, but they haven't breached that. So it gives you more time to be able to react to the scenario and evacuate if you can or whatever you need to do. Um, so you have the choice of slugs. But you also have the choice of having pellets, so you can have shot. And at longer range against a larger crowd, then that can help out more as well. So if you're being chased, for example, um, and you still have that range there, in, in short distance, those shot shells are not going to, those shot pellets are not going to really, they don't like scatter very much without some sort of a choke on it like that. But you at long at longer distances, you are going to be able to maybe perhaps hit more people. Let's I'm I'm talking about like you know it's like an Indiana Jones like you're being chased by the tribe right like there's people coming after you. Um, you you are going to have a wider range on the shot at longer distances, and so that might help with against the larger crowd in that type of a scenario. Okay, so I know the the big question that people are going to have, and I know I'm going to get a lot of people that are going to leave comments there, but like why not an AR platform like an AR-15? So look at there, while you, you would have more rounds available, I'm, I'm really not liking the odds of taking on a mob at all with having more rounds in there if I'm in a kind of a lone wolf, it's me and my family type of a scenario. Now, they have a much better weapon. That mob has a much better weapon than I do. They have the ability to burn me out of my house with one Molotov cocktail. And when I'm out of my house, I've got the numbers I have to deal with outside of the house. So they're going to have higher numbers. Uh, those aren't those aren't odds that I like. The only time I would actually even show my gun is if somebody is really trying to get into the house, and that's when I want to make a big bang to stop them in their tracks while I put in action my escape plan because that's going to be your best tactical response most likely is to get the hell out of there because now if you especially if you shot somebody, somebody's family member, somebody's friend, a part of the mob, now all of a sudden people are going to get a really now they're going to really kind of look to burn you out of there. Okay. All right, so the second scenario that we have is you are bugging out to a plan B retreat. And this is typically like a shorter term bug out. It's like you're in route from one place to another. Your threat here could be beggars who are out there who don't have resources and don't take no for an answer. And they, as I always say, uh, begging turns to, or asking turns to begging, begging turns to demanding, and demanding turns to taking potentially by force. And so you have to have a way to be able to protect yourself from even beggars that are out there. But then you also have people are, who are actually already in the criminal mindset. So you have thieves, you have bandits who may try and take your vehicle if you're en route. You could all of a sudden find yourself outside of your vehicle. You might come up against a, um, um, in fact, this just happened during a lot of the protests and everything. There were people that set up roadblocks. And so you could look, you could be coming up against bandits who are out there. So my number one pick for bugging out to a plan B retreat is a 22 long rifle revolver. 
and I have a Ruger uh, LCR that I use for for this. And and here's why. So first of all, a handgun because of concealability. So if I'm in my vehicle, it's great to be able to have something that's bigger and badder than a concealable handgun. But again, I might be outside of my vehicle, and in that case. I want something that I'm going to have concealability that nobody's going to be able to see that weapon out there. Now, I say a revolver because if you are forced from your home, it could easily be due to poor weather conditions and things like moisture, dust, soot, if it was a, a wild, like a fire that was going on or if buildings are on fire, um, chemicals that are in the environment, any kind of gunk that's out there, mud it's going to wreak havoc with semi-automatic firearms. So they're not going to be as reliable as something like a revolver that you just pull that trigger and it's going to move the cylinder and it's going to put that next round in there. Okay, so now why a 22? Yes, it is easier to find 22 ammunition. It is less expensive, but mainly because of weight. So if I do have to go out on foot in a bugging out scenario to a plan B retreat, with a 22, I'm able to carry a lot more ammunition with me than another higher caliber weapon, whether that's like a 223, if people are thinking about like an AR weapon or a 9mm. Um, 22, I can carry a lot more with me. And when I get there, you know, I never know when I might have to maybe hold up on my way to my plant bug out retreat. And maybe I've got to stay in an area for a longer period of time. Maybe there are more people out than what I anticipated. So I'm going to go for volume there. And again, if, I've, if I'm on foot and I've just got me and my bug out bag, I want to carry as much with me as I can. And a 22 is going to help me do that. It also, the 22 has a lower register. So if I do have to fire my weapon, it's not going to attract as much attention as a higher caliber weapon that is going to have a louder bang and could potentially bring more people who would be looking to inspect that. Okay. The third scenario that we have is more of a remote, off-grid, like wilderness setting for longer-term survival where you want to be really away from people. So your threat here may not be people as much as it is starvation because you're not going to have those resupply points that you're going to want to get to or grocery stores if they get restocked at all. You are basically out there living on your own. So for this, I do recommend a 22 rifle. And the one, you know, one of the ones that I like is, and the one that we just gave out today is the Henry Arms AR-7 survival rifle. If you haven't seen this before, it was a survival rifle that was designed like for the military because it is compact, like it, it, the, the barrel screws off of it and stores inside of the, uh, the butt stock of the, of the weapon. And it closes up. It, it floats. It's super lightweight. Inside of the, the stock, it also has room in there for a couple of 10-round magazines. So you it's all encompassed in there. It's super lightweight. It's plastic and with a with a metal metal barrel. So it is it's really lightweight. So I love this thing when it comes to a survival rifle. So one of the reasons why I recommend a 22 rifle is because smaller game is most likely going to be more plentiful in these areas. So you have the options for being able to catch fowl, squirrels, rabbits, other small game that's out there that could give you some meat to add to your food stores. Also, again, 22 long rifle is pretty easy to come by in large quantities and it is less expensive. So you can stockpile a ton of it, put it in a little space for long term. It easily carries with you, whether you are bringing it into your vehicle and you're bugging out and you're, you're or you have it in an ATV or anything you've got there, you can bring more with you. Also, again, the 22 doesn't have as loud a register to it. So if someone is in the area that you are hunting 
and they do hear you take a shot, they are not as likely to be able to hear it well enough to know what direction it came from that they could go and see, hey, maybe somebody's got some food out here. So that 22, there's less chance of them hearing it, and they're not going to be able to be able to tell what direction it's coming from as easily either. Now for the AR7, another reason that this thing works really well and it's lightweight and compact is that if you do have to travel outside away from your retreat for any any bit of distance and you are going to be bringing like your bug out bag with you, again, that, that lightweight is going to make it much easier for you to go longer distances, be able to carry more game back with you. You don't want to be weighed down with like a large, larger rifle and and larger bullets and, and things like that. So um, that's another reason why I like the AR-7. Now, I know a case could be made for a bolt-action high-powered rifle. I do have a Remington 700. It's chambered in 308. Um, you know, for, for bigger game, you need a bigger bullet and longer range. And so for deer or other large animal, it is going to give you more meat for sure. And you are going to need something that is a higher caliber rifle, like a 308. But it really all depends on where you're going to be. So if you're in an area where deer and elk and bear or whatever are more plentiful, then I say have at it. Like that's going to work better for you. If you get a deer, that meat is going to last you much longer than going out there every day and trying to get birds and, and ducks and turkey and squirrels and things like that. I mean, I, I have lived in areas uh, where I lived in Texas. There were so many deer, it was like living in a petting zoo. But I've also lived in areas where, I mean, for example, I grew up in upstate New York where you think that there would be lots of deer. And I went every, I went hunting with my with my stepfather every single year and year after year, guess what? We never saw one single deer, not one, not one. So it really depends upon where you live. You know the area or you should know the area that you're going to. For me, it's much it's much easier to get things like squirrels, ducks, other uh, small animals and add it to the food stores that I have. Okay. All right. The fourth scenario here is an urban survival scenario where you're in and around a lot of other people. So the threat here obviously is other people, uh, thieves, even disgruntled, trigger-happy townsfolk who are fighting over resources. If you know, we've seen even when it's not like a, a, a true collapse or anything, that people will fight at the gas station because somebody's hogging up all the gas. They will fight at the grocery store because somebody took the last box of Fruit Loops. These things can get very violent very quickly. And so you never know in these urban environments where these, even in like rural environments, but, but especially in these urban survival scenarios. So for this type of scenario, my recommendation is a 9mm semi-automatic handgun, preferably something in the Glock family, like a Glock 17 or a Glock 19. So why? Well, you still need concealability in these areas. You're going to be around people. You don't want them to know that you have a weapon. You don't want other people. You don't want military. You don't want police. You don't want other strangers. You don't want your neighbor to know that you have a weapon. So concealability is going to be paramount here. And a semi-automatic handgun is going to give you that. And since you are going to be in an urban area, instead of a revolver, a semi-automatic handgun can be shielded from the weather much better, all from all that gunk out there. And you should have access to cleaning tools to be able to keep it in working order. A 9mm also has better stopping power than the 22 that I recommended um, out there. So, it, uh, so I do recommend that you have more stopping power in these type of situations. And it is going to have more ammo capacity as a semi-automatic than a revolver. 
Another thing here is that if it really is that kind of a collapse where you need to be worried about that environment, local police and military all use nine millimeter for the most part. So there could be more supply available if needed, whether that's bartering, bartering or if it's for sale in an area. Supply is more likely going to be up and running for nine millimeter than it is other types of rounds out there. Um, it's also easier to carry extra magazines of ammunition and faster reloading. If you do have to use up a magazine of your, from your semi-automatic handgun, um, it's much easier to pop a magazine out, put another one in there just in case, and you're going to have more ammo there. So it's faster and it does give you more ammo. Now, I am a Glock fanboy, okay? And especially in this type of a scenario, um, I think it works best because, first of all, Glocks are super dependable. They are just, they're workhorses. They are... They're amazing. And a broken gun is a paperweight. So you do need something that is dependable, especially if you are going to go the semi-automatic route. Also, since it is so common, you are going to be more likely to be able to get parts or trade magazines with somebody else or, or, or things like that because it is such a common handgun that's out there. And one of the things I like best is that the magazines are interchangeable. So the magazines of the same calibers are interchangeable among the Glock family. So my 30-round Glock magazine that I have will fit into the Glock 17. It'll fit into Glock 19. It'll even fit into my much smaller Glock 26 subcompact handgun. So it'll fit into all of them. So if I've got one gun that goes down, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I, I can still use whatever those magazines are and put it into my other my other Glock there. The only other the, the the bad part of that is like my Glock 26 is not going to fit inside of like a Glock 17 because it's not big enough uh, magazine to get in there. But a 30 round magazine is going to give me a lot of, of rounds that I can stick inside. It's going to stick way outside of the of the the grip, but that'll fit into all of my Glocks there. Okay. All right. And finally, we have the fifth scenario, which is as a member of a survival group. So the threat here again is other people. Um, and you are safer in numbers as part of a survival group, especially if you're all armed and there are like bands of looters and violent protests happening around you. Now, my firearm that I recommend for this type of a scenario is the AR-15. So let's talk about why. So when it comes to weapon platforms, especially with people that are like survival minded, the AR-15 is going to be the most common rifle that's out there that a lot of survivalists have in their arsenal. And it's best for everyone in your group to have the same types of weapon. That way, they can all chew on the same ammunition. You can share parts. If one rifle goes down, you can still use the parts in that to, to fix another rifle that's over there. Um, the magazines are going to be interchangeable. Your ammo, you're going to be able to stockpile ammo as together more as a group instead of everybody needing their own type of ammunition out there. Um, also, the AR is super dependable. I had, you know, I carried an M16 for over 10 years in the military. So um, it's super dependable, even in harsh environments. It has good stopping power um, and it has a high rate of fire. So you can pull that trigger and it's it's going to go bang. It's very reliable. Um, and you have the ability to feed it high capacity magazines to avoid lulls and fire, especially if you're, you know, firing as a as a fire team. If you're really repelling the hordes of of zombies out there, you're going to be able to put a lot of rains, a lot of rounds down range. 
um, without a lot of lulls in the fire. So you're going to be able to do that very, uh, very quickly. You're going to feed it high capacity magazines, put a lot of rounds in there. They do make drum magazines for those types of things also. So um, it's really, it really gives you lots of options there. Plus, the AR-15 has a much longer range than a pistol does. So if you really are facing a mob of some kind, it's really gotten that bad, then you could be able to keep them away at bay, far enough away from like the Molotov cocktail range and other thrown weapons. And even if they armed are armed out there with, with other firearms, if they're armed with pistols, you can keep them at a much safer distance because that pistol is going to be much less accurate as a firearm than you're going to have with an AR weapon. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps things up. Um, as a reminder, you can go on over to www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 340 to download the cheat sheet and everything, all the resources here for this episode. And hey, don't be shy. Go ahead and leave me a comment on our blog where you see this podcast over at warriorlifepodcast.com or you can go to the podcast section at warriorlife.com. And I want you to share your own best picks for these same five survival scenarios. What are you carrying in your arsenal for this? I look forward to seeing your choices in the comments. And until then, this is Jeff Anderson from warriorlife.com saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.